All right. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to today's episode of Bible News Radio. I'm so glad that you are here. We are now back. We actually got a strike on this channel because last time we discussed a famous maker of medicine that's been given to people who decided to take it because of the fear in the media and, you know, stuff like that. Even though we quoted the Center for Diseases Control actual headline, this channel, this network owned by Google, decided that they wanted to strike our channel. So, just so you know, that show is over on Vimeo. You can go watch it over there where they haven't quite struck us yet. Anyway, we're glad you're here. <laughs> Today, we'll see what we can do. Um, I uh, wanted to give you this. Uh, we, we have been doing some internal assessment here for the show, and we've been polling our core audience of people. And basically, we've come up, we've, we've come to the decision to make the show shorter because that's what people want. Um, and I think it will be beneficial to all of us doing that. So we are going to attempt to keep this show at a half hour from now on. All right, I am going to begin by reading from Psalm 62. And um, and this Psalm is going to kind of set the stage for a couple of the news stories we're gonna look at. So it says here, uh, and this is from the New American Standard 1995 version. Uh, and it says here, God alone, a refuge from treachery and oppression, for the choir director, according to Jed Uthun, a psalm of David. My soul waits in silence for God only. From him is my salvation. He alone, he only is my rock and my salvation. My stronghold, I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will you assail a man that you that that you may murder him, all of you? like a leaning wall, like a tottering fence. They have counseled only to thrust him down from his high position. They delight in falsehood. They bless with their mouth, but inwardly they curse. Selah. My soul wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. On God my salvation and my glory rest. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Men of low degree are only vanity, and men of rank are a lie. In the balances, they go up. They are together lighter than breath. Do not trust in oppression and do not vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart upon them. Once God has spoken, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. And loving kindness is yours, O Lord, for you recompense a man according to his work. So this is a, this is a great psalm because it's a reminder that and God alone is power, and he alone was David's rock and defense. And let's not forget that David was a king 
when he wrote this. So he had like all the power of a king, you know, we tend to, I think a lot of times people look at David as this little shepherd boy still when they read the Psalms, but he was a king. He had money, he had power, he had an army, uh, he had all this stuff. And yet he continually pointed people towards God. And so that's actually what I want to talk about just briefly, um, because the, the Ukraine situation and the Russia situation, um, has been the hot story for the last couple of weeks and rightly, rightly so. And I will tell you that on my personal Facebook page, I, I, uh, took a little rant on there. If, if you missed it, uh, I got quite, I, I ruffled some feathers. Um, wasn't my, my goal to do that. But what I basically said was that I was irritated that all of a sudden the whole world is on this bandwagon praying for the Ukraine, praying for Russia. Uh, um, And it's not because I don't care, but it's because I see how easily the media manipulates and leads people. And um, I, I also see how few people really care, generally speaking, about the worldwide church as a whole. Uh, and how few really care about the persecuted church as a whole. Um, You know, it's interesting. When I was in high school, um, I I am of that generation that saw Ronald Reagan uh, say to Gorbachev, tear down this wall, right? Uh, I'm of the generation when I was in high school, when I witnessed history, you know, being, being, you know, taken right before our eyes where the gospel was opened up to that nation and where the USSR fell and different things came in. So, um, so it's interesting to me and it's my, my personal conviction that if you're somebody who's following the media and all of a sudden jumping on a bandwagon to pray for something because you've been sold what's being sold to you in the media or you've, 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 you've uh, eaten what's in the media then then if it awakens your heart to pray normally and consistently for that, great. But if it's just something that you're doing so you can be cool, which is how I see it, frankly, <laughs> for a lot of people, not knowing, you know, everybody's hearts. I'm not going to judge your heart. I'm talking as a whole. And some of my friends took it totally personally, which had nothing to do with them personally. Um, but it's like I wrote for eight years about Christian persecution, and I can tell you, you know, if the church is a sleeping giant, me, little David over here, I, I picture the giant on the ground and me going, kicking the foot, you know, come on, let's kick the, the shin, let's step on the head, let's kick the side. And, and it's like, the church is like, what, did you say something? You know, you didn't say something, did you? You know, we're trying to wake you up. Um, I have a well-meaning individual acquaintance on Facebook who currently is getting after me because um, I keep telling her I don't really care about politics. She's like, well, I know you care about politics. And I'm like, I really don't care about politics at this point because I've sat in front of this microphone almost 20 years, three years shy, and have been jumping up and down and screaming to the culture, the church culture, to pay attention to what's going on, only to watch the nation continue to crumble and go into more, um, you know, immorality and sin and wickedness and, 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 and go, okay, what, what is all of this? What are we doing as Christians that's really making any difference 
in the media, if we jump on the same bandwagon that the media, the liberal media is, is drumming, we're not doing anything different. We're just putting the label Christian on it, which is why Randall and I have taken a hard turn, especially in this last couple of years, toward mentorship and discipleship and building disciples. Because frankly, that's what's happened in the church. The church has lost that. The church isn't making disciples, you know. Um, it, you know what's really sad to me is that in order to get people into a Bible study, you have to dumb it down so stupid. You know, you have to say there's no homework involved here. There's no outside class Bible study. There's, you know what, we're actually going to handhold you as we walk with you for only 30 minutes or so to get you into the Bible because so few Christians want to actually read the Bible. I took a survey of my listeners, my core listeners. You know what the number one thing people want in my audience is politics. You know what the last thing on my list people wanted? Apologetics. That is so sad. And if you don't know what apologetics are, apologetics is knowing what you believe about your faith and why and being able to give a reason for the hope that resides within you, yet with gentleness and respect. And um, it, it is, it's tragic to me. It's completely tragic. Meanwhile... I've written this little book, and it is a little book. I had one friend call it unimportant. And I'm like, huh, you haven't read it, but it's unimportant to you, huh? Okay, well, I'll tell you what, it's unimportant, but I will tell you something. In the world of pickleball, there are a lot of believers. This is a mission field that's ripe for harvest. And there's people out there who really need to hear the gospel. I can tell you I've been personally attacked because of the title of this book. And yet I can also tell you in the same breath that I have so many people that have been giving this book away to different people. I recently found out that this book made it into the hands of some Mormons, did not know they were Mormons, you know, and Mormonism is based, it's a works-based faith, right? And um, some kids are reading it in the Mormon faith now. And they're, by the time they get to the end of it, they're going to see the real gospel. You know, so it might be not important. It might be a fun little book. But what I will tell you is Pickleball Faith is, is making some inroads there. In fact, this week, this is just kind of an aside. This week, I got to uh, uh, hang out with Stephanie Lane, who endorsed the back of my book. Um, that's, that's me and her. You know, Stephanie is a three-time U.S. Pickleball National Champion. And, you know, it's not every day I get to play with a champion pickleball player. I mean, this would be like akin to Derek Jeter on the, on, on the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? This would be like if I got, if you got to meet Tim Tebow when he played football, you know, <laughs> this is kind of, to me, this is like the same level. It's probably not that high to be honest, but, but, you know, to hang out with Stephanie, who is a, a very devout believer and has a very powerful t current testimony um, and, you know, to watch her not only serve the pickleball community and visit and be a great witness for Christ in the, in my local community, but knowing that, you know, she's, she's shared this book with people all over the world because of the position that she has. You know, why? Because we're trying to make disciples. We're trying to make, we're trying to show people that you can have a personal walk with the Lord, that he loves you. 
and that he can be he can meet you wherever you're at. Um, and so <laughs> those of you who know us understand what our heart is. And those of you who have just found the show, you're like, what are you all about? You're a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you that it will be hard for you to call me a hater and a bigot, right? Um, if you know me, right? And if one way to get to know me is read my book, Pickleball Faith. <laughs> Inspiration on and off the court. And I will tell you, there is a story about an angel. And, you know, a lot of people look at that. But the book is way deeper than that if you take time to read it and learn from it. So before we, though, get into uh, some of the news, Randall, do you want to come on and talk a little bit about anything? Uh, anything at all? Well, yeah, our, our, our listeners say that they, the number one thing they want from us is us to do Bible study as a couple. So, Indeed. And, uh, you know, I suggested the opening scripture of Psalm 62, because I don't watch the news. We don't, we don't watch the news in this house, and for good reason. Because we get too mad, to be honest. And it's filled it, with doom and gloom. <laughs> you know, if it bleeds, it leads. And, and it's lies. And yeah. how, do you, how do you know what's really true? Uh, yeah, it's hard to know. And anybody that comes home from work and turns on the news, I, I feel sorry. You're watching it before you <clears throat> go to work or school or whatever you do. Sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, stop it. That's my not so humble opinion. Stop it. It's just. And so in prepping for this show, I was looking at various things, you know, what's going on in Ukraine and China and Russia and what's happening in the, the tech world with the NVIDIA breach and the Samsung breach and, and, uh, financially what's going on in the world. And it's, it's like, if you're looking at the things of this earth and looking for some kind of stability, you're not going to find it. And so I thought Psalm 62 was really important to look at. Our trust is in the Lord. Everything else is a, a leaning wall that's going to topple over. And you put all of humanity, the least and the best of them, you put them on the proverbial scales and <laughs> they right. go up. Even the breath is, is heavier than because in the end, it's it doesn't mean anything. It's all temporary. This life is but a breath. Um, all is vanity and striving for the wind, as Solomon said. Speaking of earthly things, building this city, getting this knowledge and learning this and becoming an expert in that. And in the end, none of it matters. What right. matters is your relationship with God. That's the only thing of eternal value. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny because one of the, one of the stories um, that we pulled is uh, from Christian Daily. It's called Christian Store in Ukraine Runs Out of Bibles as People Turn to Christ Amid the Russian invasion. I actually was listening to Pastor J.D. Farag this morning. Uh, this is being recorded on Sunday. And, um, you know, one of the things that he was talking about is, you know what, we can all be talking about the Ukraine. We can all be talking about Russia. But one thing we know, we know, because we, we, here's the thing. You cannot really know the truth from what's coming out in the media. You just can't. Um, you can't. You cannot know how... Um, you, you can't know how things are being manipulated. And I will give you a very, very specific case in point. How many of you have seen the Netflix documentary, the, tin, the, the Tinder Swindler, right? 
This is about a guy who completely faked everything about himself and ended up wooing and wooing women and convincing them to give him millions and millions of dollars. And this was basically a Ponzi scheme went awry and he eventually was busted um, complete sociopath and narcissistic abuser. It's very fascinating for me as a therapist to look at what he did and how it happened. But he faked all of these things. So how much how much can you really know on social media what's really real or not, right? But what I will tell you is you can know the Bible is true. And if you're not spending any time in the Word of God, then you don't you really don't know what the truth is. Um, so anyway, Pastor J.D. Farag made a, a very... Um, astute observation he said you know it's interesting to watch how the devil has tried to divide the church itself you know he split the church into the vaccinated the unvaccinated those who are for ukraine those who aren't you know and, and he gave a list of different you know you're either on this side or you're on this side a house divided against itself cannot stand that's that's the enemy's tactics completely right there right um and we've seen it for decades. If you've been a believer for decades, then then you understand because you, you, you saw it with the worship wars, <laughs> hymns or praise songs. How many of you have been to church? Remember when I first started going to church, it was hymns, right? But then all of a sudden those evil chorus people came in and started wanting to sing those songs from the vineyard in Calvary Chapel. Oh, no, now we need to switch the service over or we're never going to get the youth. And then the seeker-sensitive movement came in, which was really interesting. Um, anyway, you know what I'm talking about if you've been around for any length of time. But the thing is, is, is any of that making disciples? No. No. I, I speak as somebody who's very familiar with Christian media Inside Out, having been to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention and covered it for, for about 17 years, um, knowing what passes as Christian. Not too long ago, I talked about The Chosen, which was pitched to me by a Christian publicist who didn't tell me that the producers were Mormon. Mormonism's a cult, false doctrine. You know, they believe Jesus is, you know, the brother of Lucifer. I'm sorry, but I've read the whole Bible. It's not in there, you know. Um, but why, why would Christian media want to promote this garbage to hosts like me in order to promote it to you? I mean, that's what my job would be, right? Um, the Christian media world cut me out behind my back when I first started my, my business. It's about money. And that's really the bottom line. It is about money. The media is run. It's about money. Christian media, by and large, is about money. Um, you know, and the things that are driving all this stuff is about money. If you look at what's been going on with all the truckers and all that other stuff, what's funding it? Money. Who funds the evil in the world? George Soros and his ilk, Bill Gates. They all have money. They don't have is Jesus. That's what they don't have. And, you know, Randall this morning in our little heart tug fellowship taught out of, um, it was John 21, right? Correct. Where, Correct. where you know, Peter, um, uh you know, where, where Jesus talks to Peter and basically says, hey, Peter, do you love me? You know, 
feed my my lambs do you love me feed my sheep do you love me feed my sheep and and it it's a great story because it's this you know Jesus provides for him you know the fish at one point but in the end it's not about money it's about that relationship that he has with Christ it's the in, the main theme in my book the relationship is the cure and yes i'm trying to sell my book but you know if you want it and you don't want to pay for it i don't care you just just let me know i'll send you a copy but here's the thing the thing is 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 it's interesting to me that in the ukraine they're they're running out of bibles amid this crisis why is it they're running out of Bibles and not money? How come the people aren't going running to the banks and trying to take out all their money in hopes that their money is saving them? They're not. They're running to the Bible. Why? Or hoarding toilet paper or you know, right. whatever else that we saw at the beginning of the, yeah, the pestilence. <laughs> right. Well, this article here, it says the Russian invasion in Ukraine that sparked on Thursday. This was written a while ago. Last week was placed in the Ukrainian church in the midst of a dangerous conflict. Christian leaders in the country now have to contend with the despair and uncertainty that comes with the sudden and unprovoked war declared by Russian President Vladimir Putin. Now, Ukrainians are turning to the Bible for solace during these trying times. In an op-ed by the American Bible Society, President and CEO Robert L. Briggs for Christianity Today, the Christian leader, revealed that as people grapple with the unknown, many are experiencing the Bible's message for the first time ever. Why is that? Because it's because they're not, most people don't run to the Bible for the answer in the beginning. Briggs spoke with uh, Antoly something the deputy general secretary of the ukrainian bible society who reported that he had witnessed ukrainian church leaders pulling together for peace amidst the russian invasion and people turning to the bible for hope briggs shared that this person whose name i'm not even going to attempt to say has been sharing psalm 31 to those who are feeling despair ahead of the russian invasion and people are surprised to hear that the words resonate with them the passage reads praise be to the lord for he showed me the wonders of his love when i was in a city under siege moreover this person also reported that priests and pastors in the last few weeks leading up to the russian invasion had been flocking to the bible society store in Kiviv, or Kiv, however you say that, purchased Bibles so much so that stock had run out. According to Faith Wire, Briggs quoted this person as saying, We need more Bibles, etc., blah, blah, blah. Bottom line, bottom line, in the midst of a crisis, people are looking for the Word of God. And yet, here in America, we have the Word of God, and who's reading it? Right? I mean, one of the things we, we have going on here is uh, a Bible reading accountability group. Uh, we, I, I meet twice a week with a couple of women to read the Bible, you know, in the morning on Zoom. You're more than welcome to join us. Uh, it's free. You don't have to pay us anything. Uh, I have a daily text message service that you can get on for free on Signal uh, that we've switched it over uh, where you can check in. You can share where you're reading. And I can tell you something. It is encouraging to me to hear every single day, literally, where other believers are reading in the Word. Because Why? They're, they're making it a priority. And I'm going to tell you something. You as a mature, older disciple, um, you have so much influence right now, even here with people, because people want hope. But 
they don't know where to look in the word of God. They don't know like Psalm 121 says, you know, look up, look, where do I look? Look to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip and so on. Um, even though the context is, is Israel he's talking about there. The point is, is that our help comes from the Lord. It's not going to come from, from Bank of America <laughs> or Chase, you know, it, it's not coming from that. And yet, it's also interesting, Randall, okay, or you're just telling me there's five, I know, I, there's, there's a, it's also interesting that, you know, over on Christianity Daily, uh, there's a uh, article titer, titled, Crowder Shares Personal Deconstruction Experience, Talks Importance of Gospel Amid Tur Turbulent Times. Now, you know, David Crowder is a very popular Christian artist, and if you know anything about the Christian music world, um, you know that there's a lot of unbelievers in that world. You know, there's a lot of people in that world that do drugs and have bad marriages. And, and, and there's really no difference in many ways between the Christians in that world and regular secular music, right? Which is why I personally know believers who've left the CCM. Um, but the reason this story caught my eye, and we're not reading it, is because there's so many people in the Christian world who have, quote, all of a sudden decided that the gospel isn't real, Jesus isn't real, Christianity is fake, and so now they're walking away from their faith. To which I would say, you never had faith, you know? Um, and so David Crowder is talking about how he went through the process of deconstruction himself. It's like, why do people do that? What does that even mean? Well, they do it because they, they're fighting with God, right? They're haters of God in many ways. They don't want to just purely accept God's word as the pure word that it is and bend the knee to who he is, um, you know, because it's, it's too hard because of their pride, because of their love for money, whatever. It's like, and yeah, I'm going to tell you, and I've been telling you this for a very long time. <laughs> You all know this if you watch me for any length of time. I have told you constantly, start memorizing the Word of God. Get your head in the Word of God. Make sure that you know the Word of God. This is so important, right? It's not about politics. It's, it's not. It's not about your favorite personality. It's not about the most popular Christian book out there. It's about Jesus Christ and him alone. In fact, I heard J.D. Frog this morning talk about this. And he was talking about how if you're listening to something, they never met, mentioned Jesus and they're claiming that they're a Christian and all they're trying to do is, is sell you survival food, shut it off. <laughs> you know, turn people to Jesus. We are called as followers of Christ to make disciples. We are ambassadors for Christ here on this earth. And until you, you get that, until you actually embrace that and walk in it, you're going to be miserable. And this stuff that the world's talking about is just going to continue to upset you and, and throw you for a loop. And I'm, and I'm speaking from experience. You know, I have 17 years of experience talking about politics, talking about the gay agenda, talking about abortion and all that stuff. I have 17 years of a big fat headache trying to wake people up and trying to explain to them that this is it. Now is the time to stand. And now is the time to make sure that your walk with the Lord is secure because you just don't know. You know, 
I mean, you, you really don't. And I asked a friend of mine, a very prominent person this week, I asked them, when was the last time you read through the whole Bible? And they, they, they skirted my question. They didn't answer it. So we're not Bible worshipers here, but we're trying to encourage you to get into the Word of God because the Word of God is where the answer is. So that's the takeaway for today's show. Yeah, it's okay to look at the news, but make sure to ask yourself, are you making disciples? Because if you're not, then you're being disobedient, frankly, and you're trying to make people converts of your own opinion than converts of who Jesus is. So with that said... Hope you have a good week, and uh, make sure you visit our website, BibleNewsRadio.com, and um, check out the stuff we have on going there. we got two Bible studies going. My book is available there, um, and you can donate there if you, if you love what we do. <laughs> this is hard to do in 30 minutes, so, but thank you for watching. We really appreciate it. <laughs>